My name is Eden, and I am six years old. And Jesus is better than anything else because he created the world and he died for our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Except after C. Q is always followed by U. Q U E I. No, I E T. Is there an E? Ugh. It sounds like you're getting ready for a test, Finn. Oh, hey, Miss Alicia. I'm never going to be able to pass this point test on Monday. There are all these E I's and I E's and silent E's and no E's, and it's all so confusing. And Harold told me that he didn't even need to study. It's so unfair. I'm sorry it's been so hard for you, Finn. I used to get really nervous before math tests, afraid that I would get one part wrong and end up messing up the whole test. Maybe you could just tell me a Bible story to give my mind a break. <laughs> you got it, Finn. Now... I'd promised last time that I'd tell you more about King Jehoshaphat. Oh yeah, but I still think his name sounds funny. Me too. So, remember that Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. He was King Asa's son. And Asa mostly followed the Lord, right? Yep. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king and ruled in Jerusalem for 25 years. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord and got rid of the poles to worship Asherah. But all the high places weren't removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense at them. Instead of worshiping God the temple? Right. Jehoshaphat didn't follow Baal, but obeyed the Lord's commands. Oh, good. People brought him gifts, so he was wealthy. He sent teachers throughout the land to teach from the book of the law. The surrounding nations didn't go to war with him because they were afraid of the Lord. But King Ahab got Jehoshaphat to attack Ramoth Gilead with him. When Jehoshaphat cried out, God helped him. A prophet told Jehoshaphat that he shouldn't love those who hate the Lord even though Jehoshaphat had tried to worship the Lord with all his heart and removed the Asherah poles. Oh yeah, I remember that from last week, when Jehoshaphat chose judges and Levites to teach the people how God wanted everyone to follow his laws and warn them not to sin against the Lord. That's right, Finn. Jehoshaphat had a heart that was willing to be corrected, and that ended up helping the people he was in charge of. But one time, some nations did go to war against Jehoshaphat. The Moabites, Ammonites, 
and Meunites all got together to attack him, and people came to Jehoshaphat and told him, A huge army is coming from Edom to fight against you. They have come across the Dead Sea. You mean the sea died? Jehoshaphat was alarmed, so he decided to ask the Lord for advice. Well, I hope he doesn't ask false prophets like Ahab did. Jehoshaphat told all the people of Judah to go without eating. Then people from every town in Judah came together to ask the Lord for help. Jehoshaphat stood up among the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the Lord's temple. So it's kind of like when Pastor Shab gets up to pray for all of us on Sunday morning, and the Levites are like the elders that teach us? It's true that the kings were supposed to be spiritual leaders, and the priests and Levites also prayed for the people and taught them what God's law said. So, yeah... It's kind of like the way God set up the church after Jesus went back to heaven. Except that our pastors are called shepherds, not kings. Jesus is our only true king. Jehoshaphat prayed, Lord, you are the God of our people who lived long ago. You are the God who is in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. You are strong and powerful. No one can fight against you and win. Our God, you drove out the people who lived in this land to make room for your people Israel. You gave this land forever to those who belong to the family line of your friend Abraham. They have lived in this land and built a temple here for your name. They have said, suppose trouble comes on us. It doesn't matter whether it's a punishing sword or plague or hunger. We'll serve you. We'll stand in front of this temple where where your name is. We'll cry out to you when we're in trouble. Then you'll hear us. You will save us. But here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. You didn't want Israel to march in and attack their territory back when the Israelites came out of Egypt. But now look at how they're paying us back. They're coming to drive us out. They want to take over the land you gave us as our share. Our God, won't you please judge them? We don't have the power to face this huge army that's attacking us. We don't know what to do, but we're looking to you to help us. Our eyes are on you. Wow, that's a really great prayer. It probably made the people people less scared to remember how powerful God is. I agree, Finn. All the men of Judah stood there in front of the Lord. Their wives, children, and little ones were with them. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel. He was standing among the people of Israel. So that's how the Lord responded to King Jehoshaphat's prayer? Yeah. In the Old Testament, at different times, it talks about the Spirit of the Lord coming on someone, often to give a message or do something supernatural, like a miracle. So here, God answered Jehoshaphat's prayer by speaking through a prophet. But we have it even better, because now God's Spirit lives in all those who have asked for forgiveness for their sins and called Jesus their King and Lord. 
that spirit helps us understand what God has said to us in his word. So the word of the Lord comes to us all the time because we can read the Bible anytime we want and understand it with the Holy Spirit's help. Wow, that is way better. I get to hold God's words right in my fins. But before Jesus came, God spoke through prophets like Jehaziel. Jehaziel was a Levite. He said, King Jehoshaphat, listen. All you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, listen. The Lord says to you, do not be afraid. Do not lose hope because of this huge army. The battle is not yours. It's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. You will, have to f- you will not have to fight this battle. Take your positions, stand firm, and you will see how the Lord will save you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not lose hope. Go out and face them tomorrow. The Lord will be with you. So what are they supposed to do? If they're going to march down, but not fight. Well, it's kind of like when God led the Israelites out of Egypt. And when they got to the Red Sea, they heard the Egyptians chasing after them. God told them, Don't be afraid. Stand firm. The Lord will fight for you. Just be still. But this time, there isn't a Red Sea. Just the armies who are about to cut their heads off. Well, do you know what Jehoshaphat did? He believed the Lord. He bowed down with his face toward the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem also bowed down and worshipped the Lord. Then some Levites from the families of Kohath and Korah stood up. They praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with very loud voices. So they had a song service today before the battle? They sure did. Early in the morning, all the people left to meet the army. As they started out, Jehoshaphat stood up. He said, Judah, listen to me. People of Jerusalem, listen to me. Have faith in the Lord your God. He'll take good care of you. Believe his prophets. Then you will have success. Jehoshaphat asked the people for advice. Then he appointed men to sing to the Lord. He wanted them to praise the Lord because of his glory and holiness. They marched out in front of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love continues forever. So now they're having a worship service as they're going out to battle? I never heard of that before. And when they began to sing and praise him, the Lord sent an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. And the Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir and destroyed them. And they all helped destroy one another. What, the enemy already destroyed itself? No wonder that God said they wouldn't have to fight the battle. The men of Judah came to the place that looks out over the desert. They turned to look down at the huge army, but all they saw was dead bodies lying there on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went down there to carry off anything of value. They found a large amount of supplies, clothes, and other things of value, more than they could carry. 
There was so much, it took three days to collect all of it. On the fourth day, they gathered together in the Valley of Baraka and praised the Lord. That's why it's called the Valley of Blessing to this day. Then all the men of Judah returned to Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat leading the way. They were filled with joy because their enemies had been defeated. They entered Jerusalem and went to the Lord's temple. They were playing harps, lyres, and trumpets. The temple sounds like a good place to end up because they've been worshiping the Lord this whole time. And guess what happens? All the surrounding kingdoms began to have respect for God. They had heard how the Lord had fought against Israel's enemies. So that means that God gets more of the worship he deserves. Exactly. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. The only sad thing is that the people still didn't worship the God of Israel with all their hearts. Even after all that? But God didn't give up on his people. Even when Jehoshaphat made an unwise decision with King Ahab's son Ahaziah, King Ahaziah did what was evil in God's eyes, but Jehoshaphat still agreed with him to build a lot of ships. A prophet named Eleazar prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, You have joined forces with Ahaziah, so the Lord will destroy what you have made. Jehoshaphat then told Ahaziah that his men couldn't sail with his, but the ships were still wrecked and not able to trade goods. I guess no one got it right all the time. No one except Jesus. We'll hear one more story about King Jehoshaphat in the coming episodes, but next week we're going to pick up the story with King Ahab's son, Ahaziah. The king of Israel! Yep. But let's look at some of King Jehoshaphat's choices in our episode today, because God helped him do lots of good and right things. He strengthened the kingdom by getting rid of some of the idols and sending teachers and judges to help the people know how to follow the Lord. And he prays and gets all the people of Judah to pray too. When he hears hears about an enemy coming and when he feels afraid. Yes, And he actually believes the prophet that the Lord sends by bowing down before the Lord and choosing men to sing before the army. The people of Judah's part in the battle was to pray for God's help, trust his word from the prophet, worship God, and watch thankfully as their warrior king destroyed the army. It's like Seb being on the football field. They gave me the one thing in the stands. Chin got on as he squashes the other team. <laughs> That's a good way to think about it, Finn. You know what, Miss Lucia? I'm glad my spelling test is on Monday. What? Why? Because the day before Monday is Sunday. And I get to swim to my church with my family. Dancing songs of praise God with lots of other fishes. I'm like Jehoshaphat did with his army. And then on Monday, I can pray before my test and do the best I can. That sounds like a great idea, Finn. But maybe I won't sing right before my test because the other kids might laugh at me. I think that's just fine. 
Sometimes God even brings songs to my mind so I can sing them in my head. And it looks like we have a few minutes before the aquarium bus gets here. So do you want to study your spelling words a little with me? I guess I'll have to say to the boys and girls then. Huh? Take care, polar bears. Okay, I'm ready to study. Awesome. I just have to tell the parents one thing, okay? Okay. Parents, I just want to remind you that I've put some bonus episodes on my Patreon page that are exclusively for patrons, and that if you become a patron, you'll also have access to each regular podcast episode a week before it releases anywhere else. Happy listening. Okay, Finn. Quiet. Q-U-I-E-T. Q-U-I-E-T. And B-Y-E. Bye.